We saw that Rabbi Levi introduces the idea of Eretz Yisrael. He says that just like the Arab HaKadosh Baruch Hu is Mashpir on Klai Yisrael, there's a certain level of connection that Klai Yisrael have that nobody else does. The same principle applies to Eretz Yisrael also. That there's a certain connection to Eretz Yisrael or a certain Kedusha that applies to Eretz Yisrael which doesn't apply anywhere else. And we saw afterwards that the king asks him back. And he says, That I understand. We've already been through that. And the Chachm spent a lot of time explaining the uniqueness of Klai Yisrael. What's special about Eretz Yisrael? Why is it different to anywhere else? And like we saw last time, that he says, the king says, I don't see any advantage that people living in Eretz Yisrael have other people who live anywhere else. I don't see any mind in that. So why, why do you see that there's a special level of Kedusha which comes to Eretz Yisrael? As we said last time, that again, Rabbi Yudha is talking to us through the mouthpiece of the Chachim. This, this principle of the importance of Eretz Yisrael was a very major principle in the Hashkaf Sachaim of Yudha Levi. So look what he says. And he's holding by Ma'am Marashenia Yisud. And he says, like a Amar HaChadah. It shouldn't be strange to you, it shouldn't be surprising to you that there's a certain Eretz, a certain land which is Miyuchad, which has been made special more than any other land. Just like you will find places in the world where some plants grow more than other plants. You know, there's a certain fertile uh, element to the soil, to the ground that is right to grow certain things other parts of the world the climate is different, or the ground is different, can grow the plants. You will find, in some parts of the world, if you mine it, you'll find diamonds or gold or even oil, whatever it's going to be, you'll find things in the ground that you won't find in other parts of the ground. They're different animals which live in different territories. They're different, different continents, different places in the world. So don't assume, the first thing the Kazari is saying is don't assume that everywhere in the world is the same. It's not like ground is, no, the, 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 the earth is all equal, the ground is all the same. And therefore, regardless of where it is in the world, it's difference one place to another place. You see differences. You see differences in what grows. You see differences in what resources, minerals there are in the ground. You see, you see differences in what animals live there. And now comes something which is more interesting. People which live in different places are different. There's a difference between nations or countries, tribes, whatever it is, that live in different parts of the world. And the interesting thing that uh, we meant to understand what the Chacham saying is that seems to be connected to the place that they live in. It's not just that they happen to have different you know, cultures or different uh, West civilizations, but it's somehow connected to the place where they live in. And therefore he says, you see, the world's not the same. Even the different places in the world, the breeds different mentalities. This, by the way, isn't Rabbi Rodeavitz Chiddush. This is the first Chazal, which the Pasuk says, which is Rashi brings to the Pasuk in Pashish Shlach. When it talks about Moshe Rabbeinu, uh, instructing the Miraglim to go and visit Eretz Yisrael. So it says, You should see the land, what it is, and the people who are living there. And on that, Chazal say, In other words, it's not just the people who live in the land, but it's the Oretz Magadeles. It's like they grow from the ground, so to speak. The land has an influence on the people who live there. And therefore, when Moshe puts together 
you should see that the land that they're living in and the people who live there, it's because, understand, that this is indicative of the properties of the land. Agav, this explains us another point. Why were there giants in Eretz Yisrael? What Eretz Yisrael do to deserve giants? You know, if you're going to say that they've populated the entire world before the Bible, we understand. But why in Dafka afterwards do you find them centered in Eretz Yisrael? So we see this idea. Just like Eretz Yisrael had tremendously big fruits, the people of Eretz Yisrael were tremendously big as well. There's a land which, the influence of the land is it's felt by the people there. They came out bigger. It's an interesting thing. So that's what the the the, the, the Chacham says here as well. And based on the mezek, which means the the climate, the temperature, that will make a difference to the shlemus and nefesh to the, the the people who live in the house going to affect them. Okay, the chacham hasn't explained to us why it's like that. The chacham just explained to us the observation. The observation that don't assume the land is all equal, like the, the king originally did think. He said that there's a there's a certain level of, of spirituality, of ruchness, which comes down to the world, so the whole world is the same. And that the Chacham corrects him, the whole world is not the same. He wants to say special, but now he's coming to be marchiv on that. He's coming to explain it better. And he's saying, you see, the different parts of the world, have, the land has different properties. What it can produce, what grows there, the kinds of elements that it has. And therefore we understand that there could be differences to different parts of the land. But why is it like that? Why is it like that? Here he doesn't explain it to us so far. But we have a Chazal. We have a Chazal. And uh, this is on the... It's a Gemara. And the Gemara is talking about Shleim HaMelech. And the Gemara talking about Shleim HaMelech says that Shleim HaMelech understood that the Shefa for the whole world comes down three years late. And it says in the Orkim, like it literally means veins, but there's like sort of channels, so to speak, which go to each part of the world. It comes, everything comes down from Yishalayim, but then the channels which go to different parts of the world and now here's the Yisait. Shlomo understood that each channel is different. And therefore, I'm just quoting Chazal. There are certain plants which only grow in Hodu, in India. It's, uh, literally, uh, what dies and what Chazal talk about is pepper. Black pepper, even today, mostly comes from India. That's where it grows. Right? So it says, Yada Shlomo, the Oryak which goes to Hodu, the not a Shampilpilin, he planted peppers there. Because he knew pepper would grow in India. The source has to be coming from Yerushalayim, and therefore if you knew where, the, so to speak, the current, literally, from Yerushalayim, would be going to India. If you, part, if you plant peppers along that current, they'll grow as well. It's the same kayak which is going to India. Yad Shlaimai, the Arab which is going to Afriki, which is going to Africa, and he planted their tropical fruits. They come from Africa, and he knew where the kayak, where it's coming from in Eretz Israel, it's going towards Africa. So therefore, on that same line, so to speak, you could plant fruits which should grow there. So what is Chazal saying to us? There is a different kayak given to different countries. It's not just the, the, the temperature of the place, the climate of the place, or where it's situated on the globe. It's a different, so to speak, chef, it's a different kayak given to each country. And the Chiddush of the Chazal is that all these things come through Yerushalayim. Since that's where the connection point of Shemayim Varetz is, the Chiddush of the Chazal is every chef has to come through Yerushalayim and then get sent to wherever it's meant to be. So just like in the human body, we have the same principle that all the arteries lead to the heart. Then afterwards it spreads out into each each part of the body. But the mice, they also come from a central point and spread out from there. And the matter the same thing in Shalim, which is considered the labor of the world, is the same idea that that's the surge which all the arteries, so to speak, you're going to call them that, or all these orkim, these different veins of Shafa which go around the world, start up in Yushalayim. 
So it's not just a matter of the climate of the place, it's the other way around. It's the other way around. It's that the, there's a certain koyach given to each place, which is different. Which is different. And the way we see the difference, or at least one of the ways we see the difference, is the kind of plants which grow in such a place. Now let's take this up a step. Why is it different? Why is it different? So the Vilnagon explains this. And the Vilnagon says, on the Pasuk in Dvarim, it talks about that there's 70 nations that we know, right? And it says that when HaKadosh Baruch was split up the world between the 70 nations, so each nation was given its area in the world, its domain, its, its country, if you want to call it that. It says the God. We know that in Shemaim, every nation has its, has its spiritual force, which, so to speak, is responsible for, or looks after that, that nation. Right? The Kayak of the Sire is going to be reflected in the Kayak of the nation. The Gemara says this. The Gemara says that the Sire of Paras was called Dubiel. And that's why the Gemara says in Kedushim, the final Mudalif, that the Parsi Matoimim Ledoit, they lack bears. It's a reflection of the Kayak of the Sire. Right? But the Kedush of the God is one step further. And that is, if it wasn't just that each Sire was given a nation, but each nation was given territory, then the Pshat is the star of that nation is in charge of his territory too. This is the this is the territory which belongs to that nation, and therefore it's also under the domain of that star. And therefore, there are going to be differences. Just like the differences between populations, because of the star which is Shailet, which rules over them, there will also be differences in the area in the world where the star is, right? Because, where he's Shailet on, because again, it's also through the influence of that star. So, because I just points this out to us, but if you, and looking to Teres Machshava, we see there's a reason for that. There's a reason why each part of the world has its own nature and of the people and has its own nature of the land, and they go together. They go together because since the one the land was given to each each Ummah, so we made it the same style. You showed it on the Ummah, you showed it on the land as well. Proof for that again is the from Shema Melech. Because if it was totally on the atmosphere, or the temperature, or the rainfall, or whatever it's going to be, so then you wouldn't have everything there is Israel. Israel has a certain climate of its own. If you can plant anything in Israel, if you find the area where it's going to, the pshat is that it's a specific kayak being given to that place. And but, but wherever along the line you'll so to speak of of the chef are going there, you could plant the same thing and it will grow as well. Right. That's, that's as far as the, the nature of what grows in the grounds or the nature of the people who live in that place. Now, the second point also. The Kuzari mentioned the minerals in the ground. This is something which is an inanimate. But then again, he got this from the Torah. The Torah is Mishabach Eretz Yisrael by what's in it. The Pasuk says, Within the stones is iron, and from its hills you can mine copper, which we have. If you look at the Negev, they have, in today, you have the copper mines. So there were resources, natural resources in Eretz Yisrael. Now, here's the, here's the next point he wants to say. And that is, it's also not a random thing. That where in the world you find different uh, deposits, so to speak, of precious stones, of diamonds, of minerals, whatever it's going to be. There was also a chaylik of different parts in the Oret where Hashem put it. And you see this right in the beginning of the Torah. Right? When the Torah is talking about the split of the Arab and the Horus, which went out of Gan Right? So then, when he's talking about the first, the first Nair, 
the fish tank. So it says, it goes around the Eretz Abudaylach. The Dalach is crystal. Asher Sham Hazav. So already from the beginning of the Torah, the Torah is telling you that the natural deposits of, of minerals in certain places in the world, no put there for that reason. It wasn't just that randomly they happened to be there. And as he's saying also, you see that the RS isn't equal. You're not going to find the same deposits anywhere you do. There's certain places in the world where Kaddish Baruch put certain deposits, and there's a Nimeida, they're different to other places. Right. Why Dafka, Eretz Israel, is, is praised with having iron and copper is a good question. It's, a, it's a part of a bigger discussion of explaining what, what are the qualities of Eretz Israel. We see that there's two minerals, iron and copper. We see that there's three kinds of water. It says, Eretz Nachale Mayim, Ayonis, Tohimus, Yetz in the Bikkur Vahai. So you have three things. Ayonis, Tohimus, three kinds of water, and seven fruits. So there's a, there's a progression why all these things are connected to Israel. It's a different discussion. But anyway, the idea is still true. We find this uniqueness of what's negated to each land. Okay. So, so far, what we've seen is that the, at this stage, the Kuzari hasn't explained what's special about Eretz Israel. He's just explained that every land is different. Every land is different. Not everything is the same. And once we understand the differences, now we can talk about what's, what's, what's more preferable, what is on a higher level. Now, the, the argument of the king back to him, Amar Kuzari, is I don't see today in the people in Eretz Israel have any Yisarin al-Shar an What's the maila of the people there than over other people? In other words, the Kuzari is prepared to accept that it's, it's undeniable that different places uh, have different vegetation, have different crops which can grow there, that's for sure too. Right? But he says, you said it affects the people there. Where do you see there's a difference to the people because they're living there as Israel? Now, this is an important question because the point of the question isn't that when Klai Yisrael lives in Eretz Yisrael, Klai Yisrael is special. We've already gone through that. We've already explained that Klai Yisrael have a distinction. But Klai Yisrael have a distinction wherever they are in the world. They don't feel specific in Eretz Yisrael. So if you're trying to say that Eretz Yisrael is special and that it has the influence of the people who live, who live there, then says the Kazari, where do you see that? Where do you see that people who live in Eretz Yisrael have a distinction over people living anywhere else in the world? And this will go both ways. In other words, you can't just say because Klai Yisrael is special. That's not just Eretz Yisrael. Klai Yisrael is special wherever they happen to be. And you can't just say that, it's, uh, therefore you have to say that people living in Eretz Yisrael, and this is the point, even if they're not Klai Yisrael, will have to have a certain distinction. If you're going to say there's a man in Eretz Yisrael, the way the Kuzari understands, and that even, and where do you see that? Now again, we already said this. In the Torah you see it. In the Torah you see it. It's an Eretz Magadalas Kivari. It's a land which grows great big people. And the people we're talking about were not Jews, they were the Klanim. They were the Nephilim, they were ever who were living in Eretz Yisrael before Klai Yisrael came. But they were very strong people, they were very big people. And that's what the Maragim said, They're all very big people. So if you're attributing that to the land, then you see it's not that good distinction of Klai Yisrael. However, what the Khazar is asking is because in the Khazar's time he didn't see that. And therefore what the Chacham is going to answer him, and the Marshal, the Chacham's Marshal is, he says, if let's say you have a particularly fertile piece of ground. You have a very fertile piece of ground. You know, because every year when you plant things there, he gives the example of a vineyard, whenever you plant, it develops big, luscious clusters of grapes. But right now you haven't planted anything. It's, it's lying barren. So you're going to tell me, well, since I don't see anything growing here, that means it's not a good piece of ground. No, right now you haven't planted anything. If you plant something, then you'll see that the minerals in the ground, whatever it is, it's very fertile and will produce very much more succulent fruit. 
So the Chaf is going to explain to him that's the same concept. You can't bring rise from Eretz Yisrael when Eretz Yisrael is in the state of desolation. Because even if there is a Koyach there, but if you aren't accessing it, if you're not accessing the Koyach of Eretz Yisrael, then you're not going to see the results. Now, this is a, now, basically we said tonight, this is a bit of a stir. Because with the Knaanim, where do we see they were accessing the Koyach of Eretz Yisrael? What does it mean? Right? In other words, on the one hand, what the Gazari is going to say is, I told you Eretz Yisrael has a mind. You don't see it in the people living it today, that's because they're not accessing the mind. It's like they left it fed up. Okay. But then why in the time of the midvore do we see that the people living in Israel are so much stronger? What, what about Eretz Yisrael were they accessing? So this is what we'll see tomorrow night, how the how the Rabbi Levi is going to build the Yisrael, or what changed in Eretz Yisrael. It will be interesting to see, like we said, this was very much part of his Ashkatha. We'll bring him to one of the kinnas, which we actually sent dish about, where he's talking about the matters of Israel, and he's going to repeat, just in poetic form, exactly the same Yisrael of what happened to Israel in Israel tomorrow.